You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. sweetie a kardashians recap show we are back my name is amelia wedemeyer and as always i'm joined by my lovely co-host zach peter zach how are you doing i'm great i can't believe we're in season three of the kardashians can you believe it it's wild and i I don't know about you but we were talking we were texting off zoom or whatever with producer devin And we were all like, this season is already infinitely better than last season. I mean, which thank God. Thank God. Thank God Kim came to save the show because like (laughs) nobody, I mean, we had Chloe, but we had Chloe for like one good episode last season. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, we got to talk about something other than Chris's broken hip for eight episodes. Exactly. I feel like they are amping it up, which we deserve. We deserve better, you know, a better season and we're getting it. And I, I obviously this happened before the whole Vanderpump Rules drama went down. But I feel like there was some cosmic shift in the universe and they knew that they had to up their game. And they did. Thank goodness. They did it. They brought it. They're bringing it. It's it's incredible. But before we get to the premiere, which is called Can Everyone Get Their Shit Together? We're going to do a little quick news recap, as we always do at the top of this podcast. First off. Chloe's baby's name is drumroll Tatum. Thoughts? Did not deserve a drumroll. Like <laughs> you hate the name. I don't hate the name, but I'm just like it's not exciting. Like yeah. air was more exciting because it was right. at least spelled different. It was at least spelled wrong. But like I, <laughs> you know, I'm like Tatum. Okay, like it's just it's not very eventful for me. I know, and I remember when they were. In last season, they were discussing like, okay, here's some names that we could like think about for the baby. Let's start with a T. It was like Tide, T-O, Triton. Triton. Yeah. And then you you do Tatum, which is, I feel like, very not on brand for them. No, it's just random. So random. Tatum Thompson. 
Sure. It's not, I mean, at least True Thompson has a nice ring to it, but Tatum Thompson, like it's just, I don't know. And you don't think of like a baby Tatum. Oh, look at the little baby Tatum. Right. It just, it's not a cute baby name. It's not a cute baby name. So let's move off of it and go to the next little bit of news. North was holding up a pro Tristan sign at the Lakers game. Mm. And Kim has been attending a bunch of Lakers games. And I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I mean, I get it that they're trying to do like the whole, he's the True's dad and we're here to support True. And by supporting no, True, no, we're supporting no. Tristan. But it it enables Tristan's bad behavior and it lets 100%. him think that this is like, I can just be terrible and, you know, I'm always going to, you know, have the Kardashians in my court. It's so, like, literally, it's he so needs true. Chris Humphrey's treatment. Like, we need to yeah. blackball him and end his career. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to somehow eject him from the league. I know it's, I mean, but the thing is, is like, uh, what? I just don't understand. It's like, we know what you're trying to do and you doing this isn't like, we're smart enough to realize what you're trying to do, which is bring him back into the fold, even though he's cheated on Chloe numerous times, at least three times we know of. I'm sure there's a lot more. I mean, it's just have some self-respect. Yeah, we just we don't need to keep him around. Like, I mean, we even don't. Scott, we needed to, like, set some boundaries with and let him kind of, yeah. like, rehab himself. But, yep. like, I, I don't understand what is so great about Tristan that we keep bringing him back in. I don't get it either. It's like you can maintain a healthy relationship with the father of your children, but you don't have to be with him. It's like, yeah. I just am, yeah. Like you see him at the birthday party and right. you're like, hi, Tristan, how are you? Oh, great. Okay, good. Good to see you. You know, keep it polite for the kid, but like right. you don't need to go out of your way to go and cheer for him at the Lakers game. Exactly. Make a little cute sign. Have your, you they know. They didn't do it for Lamar. They weren't <laughs> they cheering Lamar's not. TMZ documentary. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. I, You know, I tried watching that and it was really bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I was like, okay. But anyway, yes. Also, Kim. Kim was seen holding a script for one of the episodes of the upcoming American Horror Story. Thoughts? I mean, it's an interesting... I did not see her pivoting into acting, you know, considering mm-hmm. she had tried acting many, many, many right. years ago and that just did not really Disaster go movie. so well. Yeah. And I feel like all of their commercials are cringy. Loved Chris Jenner's, you know, Ranch yeah. Doritos, Papa <laughs> John's commercial with her next big idea. Incredible. They don't know how to act and they're not very good at acting. So I find it very strange. I also find it strange for... American Horror Story to pick Kim Kardashian. Like, at least when they pick Lady Gaga, like, she can act, you know? She can act. She has, like, the chops and also the experience. Like, she had, I think she had acted before and she's like a theater kid. It just is, I understand in terms of, like, it's headline grabbing, but it just. I didn't think American Horror Story needed that type of headline grabbing in order to, like, pump up their new season. That's a, that's a good point. No, you're right. And I just think, I'm like, aren't you still trying to be a lawyer? Like, what are you doing? There's so you have so many things on your plate. I just feel like maybe focus being on like a lawyer right now, not being on a television show, but whatever. Anyway, let's move on to the recap for this episode. We open up on them roller skating at the Moonlight Rollerway, I think is in in Glendale, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
and they are like, we've decided to do a music video uh, shoot for our season three intro. And we literally just get footage of them roller skating to Beyonce. And honestly, I was like, sorry, but Jessica Simpson did the same thing 15 years ago. And I just don't get like why, like to me, it felt very much like it was cute, but it felt very much like we have a budget. So we're just going to blow money with the budget that we have just for the sake of blowing money with the budget that we have. Like at least when they did season one, right? With the drone through the houses, like that was new. That was different. That was fun. It was exciting. And then Vanderpump Rules did it with their new season. So it's like, they set the trend, but I don't think Vanderpump Rules will be doing a Beyonce music video. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think this was maybe like the Kim Kardashian podcast that she tried to release. It's going to fall into (laughs) that category of like, we're just going to not remember this. It's going to be a blip on their entire history. I agree. We do see Corey flaunting his limber limbs in front of Chris. Yeah, we had Corey. Okay, that was maybe, you know, something interesting is that Corey was in it too and he got to do his little dance moves. Do you think Corey will have a bigger role this season? I hope not. (laughs) Okay, yeah. He's fine as being, you know, Kris Jenner's side piece. I mean, who wouldn't be? I mean, that's a cush life. Let's be real, you know? It is a cush life. So that's all he needs to do. He doesn't need to be making music video cameos. He just needs to sit quietly in the background with MJ and just collect their (laughs) goodies. As they should, as they have every right to. Exactly. So we get that. It's like, you know. A little montage of them roller skating cute, I guess. But then, like, they don't really use it again. Okay. And then we head over to Chloe's house. And Scott, yes, Scott has a bigger role this season. Thank God. And Kim also show up. And we get the first mention of the melanoma on Chloe's face. And she's like, I'm getting a biopsy to see if, the, you know, if it's, like, cancerous, if it's going to spread. And... I just, I feel so bad for her, you know? I know. It's one thing after another. And she even said in one of her interview bites, so like, she's like, it's it's rare. And that's just my life. All the rare, all the things <laughs> that are so, the one in a million chance just continue to happen to me. It's, I know. And, and I just, I'm like, how? Again? Again. It's like, you go through all this you know, crap with Tristan and now this. Because she keeps taking Tristan back. That's that, why, Amelia. Honestly. <laughs> Like That's some voodoo witchcraft stuff. Yep. Truly. And then I found it interesting too that Scott, you know, he's over there. He's got a big old beard on. He's looking kind of like a mountain man. And he mentions how tiny they both are. He's like, you guys have gotten so little breakup diets. And it's just interesting because I feel like in the last year or so, people have really started. I've seen it on TikTok, talked about how the Kardashians are losing their influence. And so now they're pivoting to different things. And they're like, we're we're getting rid of our BBLs and, and we're going skinny, which is just it's just interesting how it all integrates back into the whole cycle. You know? Yeah. It's it's a weird pivot. Like we went from like booties and curves and now mm. we're, everybody's like on Ozempic and everyone's like obsessed yeah. with Ozempic and like nobody wants to like stop talking about Ozempic. It's wild. If I have to hear Ozempic one more time, I'm like, I don't care. I don't. Please make it stop. Yeah, exactly. And also I think Kim was, I'm, I'm not to say that she's a trendsetter, but she was getting really skinny really fast before everyone else. You know, she started. It with was to Met fit Gala in the Maryland diet. dress. Yeah. Exactly. So it all ties back to the Maryland dress that she destroyed. <laughs> that she literally destroyed forever. 
never forget. And then we also see, I found this was interesting, Kim wearing Balenciaga in both her confessional and in the scene itself. And remember Balenciaga, you can Google it. Oh, that's had a right. Whole, like really bad controversy. And Kim came out being like, yeah, I don't approve, blah, blah, blah. But now she started wearing it again, which... That didn't take the controversy's long. over, yeah. I guess so. According to Kim, it's over. So, all right, we can all start wearing Balenciaga again. Anyway, Kim confides in Scott and Chloe about her breakup with Pete, and she mentions how there was, you know, a lot of guilt. She had a lot of guilt with it because he went through a lot. Which, I mean, Kanye. Yeah, that's like the big elephant in the room that like she would dance around but wouldn't really address. She'd be like, he just, he went through a lot. My life is a lot. And I'm like, your ex-husband is a lot. Right, yeah, he he is a he lot. He buried him in a music video. <laughs> like it was insane. Remember when he posted that? It was like, it was skeet. like some kind of like, yeah, skeet found dead, RIP, like thing on his Instagram. That was crazy. The man is very unwell and also not a good person, but... I appreciate Kim has been more open about this and I've, I don't want to say enjoyed seeing her react, but it, it's been, I enjoyed seeing her react. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. And it, I think it really humanizes her and, and I, you know, have a lot of empathy for what she's going through because I think she nutso. realized she had to because last season really struggled because they were all holding their cards too close yeah. to their chest that I think she's like, I have to lean into this for the sake of the show. I have to because I mean, come on, Kendall and Kylie aren't giving us jack shit like and we're, there, and we're we'll probably not going to. And we're probably not going to get more from them as the season comes on. But that's fine. We've come to expect that like we're never going to see Bad Bunny on the Kardashians. Like it's I just, know. it's not going to happen. Or Travis Scott, I for, I even forget his name because Travis we like Scott, never yeah. see him. And I'd like, are they together? Are they not together? Like nobody knows. I, like he's just like, no one knows. after Astro World, he just like disappeared from the universe with Lamar Odom and Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, true. It's so true. And now, now no one's heard of them since actually. But I feel like Kim finally is like letting her guard down. And I like seeing it because it does, like you said, it shows this human side of Kim yeah. that like actually like, cause we know she's struggling. We know totally. she's having a hard time with it. Yeah. And I get that she wants to protect her kids, but at the mm -hmm. same time, she has to take the beating from Kanye in the press on Instagram and in his music, right. like he's yeah. constantly taking jabs at her that she gets to react because she's like, you know, right. when I used to say anything, you know, he would get so upset with me, but he gets to say whatever he wants about me and I just have to take it. And it's so hypocritical and it just shows you the type of person that Kanye is. And he's obviously shown his ass in the last couple of years. And and it's just like, even if you do not like, then there's, you know, a lot of reasons not to like Kim Kardashian. I understand that. But how can you not have sympathy for someone who, you know, is tr truly, I think, trying to do what's best for her kids, which like, thank God someone is because Kanye is not. And it would just suck to live day in and day out having to answer to this man who can't even answer to himself, honestly. And it's just, it's horrible. I mean, this is like a nightmare. Sorry, it is. It is. And I'm glad that we're finally getting to see it because we saw it a bit in season one when she was headed towards filing for divorce, for right? Divorce, yeah. And she was talking to Chloe and she's like, I think, you know, this is just, I can't do it anymore. And I think that that's great that like, you know, this is what we loved about the Kardashians is that they were so open. Yes. And 
I will say, I know we'll get to it, but two of my favorite parts of this premiere episode were one, I mean, I loved Kim talking more about the divorce, but I really mm-hmm. loved Chloe talking about her struggle with surrogacy yeah. and Courtney talking about her struggle with IVF and freezing her eggs mm-hmm. and and both of them kind of regretting or like having second thoughts about those decisions because this is what I think made the Kardashians so great is they've always kind of set the trend like listen I know people hate Caitlyn Jenner now but like the whole Bruce becoming Caitlyn thing was mm-hmm. so groundbreaking in reality television and yeah. them reacting to it so raw and we see their reactions yes. and we saw them open up about it in their confessionals like that that's what made the Kardashians great is they opened up their lives so much to let us in. And yeah. this is where I think we're finally getting back to it. And I feel like last season totally. they were scared to go there. And yes. now it's like they've realized, okay, the only way to do this is to be honest. Otherwise, it's not going to work. That's You have hit the nail on the head, truly. And I think, again, it's like I love the, you know, first iteration of the show back in 2007, because it was like, so it was like, this is so real. Like this is a family dynamic. Like these people, yes, they, they're richer than me and whatnot, but (laughs) there are elements to it that are so just like normal. And, and again, it's like, it's human and it's so it's relatable. And I love when they get relatable because it's like, yeah, me, me too, girls. Yeah, me too, you know? And this is what makes their affluence and their over-the-top Beyonce music video opening, like, enjoyable or more enjoyable right. is that we get the juxtaposition. We get to see yes. their uber wealth and their affluence and, you know, everything that they have that they've attained. But then we also get to see that even though they are rich and famous and in, like, a different bracket of the world now they're still people and they still mm-hmm. go through some of the same things we go through. Exactly. It's like, you're, you're right. It's like this perfect juxtaposition of aspirational and also relatability. Yeah. And I think season three is meshing that. And I'm like, thank God we're back to it. And then also like <laughs> drama sprinkled in, which is like, that is what I come to the show for. Thank yes. the Lord. So yeah, Kim also says that, you know, she's like about she's worried about dating. And she's like, who's going to want to date me? I have four kids. I'm in my 40s. And I'm like, girl, you're Kim Kardashian. But whatever. And Kanye is the reason they don't want to date you. Well, that's that is definitely true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. And then they mention how Chloe's new baby looks like Rob. That's sweet. Uh, and then Chloe also mentions, like you were saying before, that she feels less connected with her baby because of the surrogacy and, you know, the whole Tristan thing, which can you blame her? No. Yeah. And at least, you know, I like that they talked about how at least when you carry your own baby, like the baby feels your heartbeat. And so there's like that connection between the two of you, whereas she went through the cheating scandal with True when True was born. Mm -hmm. But at least then she gave birth herself where she said this time the entire pregnancy, she was just so separated from it because she didn't actually have the baby inside of her and she didn't feel the baby growing inside of her. That once it came time to get you know, to give birth and to take home, what's his name? Just try uh, Tatum. Tatum. Okay. <laughs> Tatum. She's like, it felt very transactional. You know, it, right. did, it felt very sterile, which I can understand. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it definitely removes, you, you are literally removed from this baby, you know, and, and that's hard. And again, and she's having to go through that and then also go through the fact that, this man she thought was her partner and and like, you know, as someone she could really or maybe maybe she didn't. I don't know. But 
someone who was her partner is has been lying to her this entire time. I mean, it's just, it's sick. It's sick. And I don't like Tristan and I don't like how we keep forgiving him. Not we as society, no, but the them Kardashians do. So. And now she has melanoma. And now she has melanoma. I mean, on top of it all, like, <laughs> God damn, her and Ariana Maddox. I mean, two women just I going know. through shit, but what doesn't kill them makes them stronger or better run, right? As Ariana would say. Yep. So then after all that, which is, it's already, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great behind the scenes footage uh we get chris showing up at kim's cavernous home you know it's like carved from marble it's huge it's echoey and kim talks about how she's been asked to be the creative director of dolce and gabbana do we think dolce and gabbana use courtney as a way to get to kim that's a really good question because i didn't think that necessarily but i thought that they wanted to pen like they knew the influence that the kardashians had that i think this is more strategic on their end to do courtney's wedding and to have kim do this thing sure in order to you know boost and try to at least get good pr back on dolce and gabbana and also make them relevant again because i feel like dolce and gabbana was very like fergie 2006 that it's not it's not what it used to be. Like, I, I mean, but listen, agree. if anybody can rehab Ed Hardy, it would be the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, so let's true. do Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> but yeah. so I think it, I think Dolce and Gabbana approached the Kardashian family strategically and maybe knew that the best in with Kim would probably be through one of the sisters. And what yeah. better way to do a Portofino wedding with Courtney and Travis? It truly is. We're the couple at the moment. Right. You're so right. <laughs> the main character energy that Courtney had last year, which. I mean, I don't know if it's still there, but yeah, they were kind of capitalizing on it, which from a business standpoint, smart. You know, it's smart. It is smart. Whoever their PR team is, they knew what they were doing. Exactly. And they got now they have the sibling feud that's playing out on season right. three of the Kardashians. So they're going to continue to gain this, you know, cultural relevance. Right. Name recognition. Because you're so I feel like I remember hearing some controversy about. Dolce and Gabbana recently because they were saying some mean stuff. Oh, not recently, I guess a few years ago about like uh, Selena Gomez. Do you remember that a little bit? They were saying like one of them commented about how she looked bad or something. And I just feel like they've had they've put their foot in their mouth like a few times in the past few years. And not only that, but you're so right. It's I feel like D&G was cool in the 2000s. And and now it's like no one thinks of D&G. No. And so you're absolutely correct. It, this is the perfect way to get back into the zeitgeist. And they're doing it. Kim also mentions how she wanted to wait a year because of Courtney's sponsored wedding. And I guess Dolce and Gabbana were both like, we can do it now. We can do it for Fashion Week in a few months. And Kim is just baffled at how they can do it so fast. But it's like, okay. Because they were already planning on it, Kim. They were already planning. They don't, you can have your little input businesswoman moment, but I mean, come on. They had a plan and they ran with it. I also didn't really think like looking back at that Dolce & Gabbana show, like it didn't feel like the big splash that I thought it was like, like that they're making, they're hyping it up to be like, it was like an Instagram video that she posted. And I was like, oh, that's cute and interesting. The only thing I remember from that show, which I guess it was spring, summer 23. So it probably it happened in the fall. I'm assuming, I think they it, she came out 
like on the runway. I remember that. And then they since have released shirts with like her eating pasta or something. On. Do, you, do you know those sh- shirts? Oh, I don't even remember See the it. shirts. I just remember the Instagram video where she was walking out on the runway. Right. Which is just like, well, that wasn't as big of a splash as y'all thought it was going to be. But OK, sure. So who knows? It just seems like you're saying it was very much a fleeting moment that again is like a blip that we're not we're not going to think about again. Mm-mm. And I'd be surprised if it honestly boosted sales. I'd, I I don't know. I just don't think people are buying Dolce & Gabbana. And, and also it's like of the t-shirts I saw, I'm pretty sure you can buy them on Etsy too. Like you could buy a bootleg yeah, a on knock Etsy. Off, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, who cares? But I'm sure I'm, I'm truly excited for more of the drama between Kim and Courtney. So I guess if, you know, Dolce and Gabbana have a hand in that, then God bless them. Do you feel like Kim utilized Courtney's wedding to gain this deal, though? You know, I don't think she did. I I don't either. Yeah, I think because like you're saying, I think they need her more than she needs them. Yeah, she was doing fine with Balenciaga. Yeah. And she she had that Fendi Skims deal. And yep. You know, what designer doesn't want to dress Kim Kardashian nowadays? It's it just seemed very much like this is a cool opportunity for her. Whatever. They definitely needed her more than she needed them. And then we get Kim psoriasis is acting up once again because of you know who. And she mentions, I think, to to Chris saying last season, I feel like everything was so great professionally and personally. And I was like, yeah. And it was a boring as hell season. So thank God. We're, it's drama again. Sorry, but thank God. I know. It's saving them. Their their lives are meant to be chaos. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let their lives be chaos so I can enjoy something. And then randomly in all of this like fun drama, we get Kendall and Kylie. Kendall and Kylie. And Kendall talks about how she loves spending time with Kylie. But, you know, Kylie's always busy because she has, she's got the kids. Because Kylie doesn't love spending time with Kendall. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) No, you're so right. And Kendall is teaching Kylie to drive stick, which they spent an inordinate amount of time on this segment. It blew my mind. I was like, is this over? Like, is this over? Every time I thought they were going to cut to it being over, it wasn't over. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. This is so boring. It could have been a cute 30 second transitional clip. Like, it did not need to be the full piece of the episode that it actually was. This was either production trying to say, we need more Kendall and Kylie, so we're going to shove it in. Or somebody's contract was like, they need more airtime. They need more minutes in order to earn their paycheck. Like, it needed to be something that, like, this was... But I was like, I'm good without it. Give them less money. I'm good. (laughs) Me too. Exactly. And it's like they used the viral TikTok song of louis thoreau like driving in oh, my yeah. fiat which it's like what okay like that and they use a lot of that in the segment and i was like what i didn't know it was a whole song i thought it was a 15 <laughs> second tiktok <laughs> but no like, oh there's there are more lyrics to this thing yeah it, which just goes to show you how long this freaking segment was it was so i was like when is this this is my hell i this and they could have kept it at the little tiktok song they, they could have kept it at capa- the full 15 seconds and it would have been cute and we would have been like that was fun that was fun but it wasn't fun and i don't know about you and i i hate doing the whole like pick me thing kendall just strikes me as such like a pick me mean girl 
And it just, I feel like I'm not saying driving stick is gendered, but I just feel like that it's such like a, like, I'm cool. And I'm one of the guys I'm driving stick. Mm -hmm. No one knows how to drive stick. Like who cares? Like, okay. You know, because you have an old ass car. Yeah. Like cars are starting to drive themselves. Like stick is not a thing anymore. (laughs) Like exactly. It's just like was so I just when she was like, I can drive stick. I was like, yeah, fucking course you can. And then Kylie <laughs> was over here and she like, you know, it's just like so on brand for her. I was like, yeah, duh. All right. And your old ass car. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like so sick of both of them because Kendall and Kylie are just so boring to me unless they're fighting or revealing something, you know, they're. Yeah. But then as we saw last season, they cut out the fight. Y- yes. I forgot so that's that. my frustration with. Kendall and Kylie is it's like they're so interesting but they don't show us their lives we know nothing about them we got no Devin we got no bad bunny we got we get no Travis we don't really get stormy and what's the Mm -mm. baby snowy what's the baby's name air no I know literally we yeah it's just and like I get it you want to protect your privacy but then don't do a reality show and also like can we get maybe get some Timothy Chalamet that would be fun yeah. I would love that. And I know we'll never get it. And that's the thing. It's like, I would fucking love to see Timothy Chalamet Do we Chalamet really think that there. Kylie and Timothy are a thing? I do. Yeah, I do. I truly do. Because not, I think it's, one, the whole car situation just seemed, it's like, okay, so they were doing Range Rover against Range Rover. That seems a little sus to me. And also, it's like, you know what? I understand that everyone wants to think that Timothy Chalamet is like this, you know, this actor who's pre- not pretend well pretentious and like he's an a darling you know young he's Hollywood. Anne Hathaway he's Anne Hathaway exactly but it's like okay and he's also like a horny dude I don't like and she's hot like I don't okay yeah that seems about right to me it seems like they would get together I don't know I just I feel like people are giving him a lot of credit where and and he's never I don't want to say he doesn't necessarily deserve but it's just like you're putting him on a weird pedestal where it's like yeah he's human. Like, yeah. does anyone, for, do you forget that he was like caught just truly sucking face with Lily Rose Depp on a boat? Do you remember when he did that on yeah. a boat? And then he dated Aza Gonzalez. He's dated a bunch of girls that are hot and she, Kylie seems like his type. I mean, I, which is fine. That's great. I'm happy for them. Like, but show us that. I don't know. I just, yeah. Or at least talk about it. Talk about your Range Rover outing. Talk about something. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. And I am so bored by them. I was just thinking of her dating him. And then I was thinking about Kim dating Tom Brady and how like that would be a fun. <gasps> I want her to date Tom Brady. Me too. Okay, thank you. I want this to I be a real thing. I want that too. Oh my God. Okay, I'm so glad I know you she's that denying up. it right now, but I'm like, Kim, can we make this happen, please? Because Kim will talk about it. And Tom Brady will, will come on the Kardashians. Tom Brady would do it. Oh, hell. Yes, he and Tom Brady would Pete Davidson the shit out of it. Oh, and you know he would rub it in Giselle's face. It's just what's funny to me is I saw some page six story that was like people were saying, run, Tom. It's I'm like, run, run into Kim's arms because you're both like love the drama. You're both messy. You both love attention. I think it's a perfect match. 
I agree. And I think they would be a hot couple. And that's what she yeah. needs. After Pete Davidson, she needs like <laughs> a hot date. Like she needs sure. somebody that like people want to bang. And Tom Brady is somebody that people want to bang. Yeah, because I, then people will be rooting for Kim Kardashian because she's mm-hmm. banging Tom Brady. And then people would be rooting for Tom Brady because he's banging Kim Kardashian. And then there would be this like weird drama between like Kim and Giselle. Oh. And Kim would be like, there's no drama between us. And then Giselle would like subtly shade her like, oh my God, can oh you my just God. think of the relevance that this is going to give all of these people and the life that it's going to give us? And then she would have like Giselle do like a Skims campaign or something. I mean, Mm. I would die. I just, I think Kim and Tom, perfect couple. I ship it. Yes. Me too. Okay. So let's uh, move on from Kendall and Kylie because they were so goddamn boring. Kendall's 818 party. She's got her 818 tequila. There's a robot out here mixing drinks, which is kind of cool, I guess. James Corden got an invite, which I found interesting. I was like, well, yeah, because he can't be going to Beltzar anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a great point. He's like, I'm going to need to get 818 tequila at Kendall Jenner's house because all the <laughs> restaurants don't want to book me. Right. I got to get free food somewhere. And then Kylie discusses the way in which everyone holds their liquor. She says that Kim and Kendall announce how wasted they are after two shots. Kylie claims that she holds her alcohol the best and can drink the most. She says Chloe's aggressive. She says Courtney pees everywhere. And then she tells us all what we already knew, that Kris Jenner is the most fun. If you're going to drink with any of them, you want to drink with Kris Jenner. Thoughts? I thought that this was a cute moment. Like it actually mm-hmm. gave Kylie like something interesting. Agreed. But I want to see Courtney pee everywhere and I want to see Chloe get aggressive. I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, too. now I want to watch them all get drunk on camera and like watch that dynamic play right. out. Remember when Chloe got drunk when I think they were like in Palm Springs or something. And it was when it was on Keeping Up a few years ago. And when Tristan, we first found out he cheated on her with uh, Jordan and she was like, so good. See, those are the great moments that we need back. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm hoping they can let loose a little bit. And I I agree. Kris Jenner, I need to see Margarita Kris again. I love Margarita Kris. I love Gummy Kris. You know, she's the best. Yeah. We also get some weird guy flying in on a jetpack. Just again, like we're wealthy. So we're going to have a guy flying with a jetpack with our new 818 tequila, which I was like, okay, sure, I guess. Sure. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. We also get Kendall, the businesswoman, and she's like, it's a male-dominated market. I've learned so much on the business level, but also learned so much about myself. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, great, wonderful. Moving on, moving on. Yeah, she literally has like an entire team under her. But I'm like not as impressed with her being a businesswoman. Like, Neither am I. You're not a small business. Yeah, you didn't make tequila no. and sell, sell it out of the trunk of your car and then turn it into this global empire that it is. Exactly. She's like the, remember when the Toms, well, I'm sorry for bringing 
bringing up Vanderpump Rules again. I just am obsessed with that show. But remember when the Toms took everyone to Mexico to like taste the agave and they were like, oh, we're yeah. just going on. And then they got drunk the entire time. That's like, that's what Kendall is to me. She's just like taking a photo op in a field of uh, agave, which is like, okay, yeah. great. So I don't, whatever she can. I will say the branding on 818 is great. Great branding. Great. Amazing. Well, because it has the money behind it and a whole marketing exactly. team that can make it great. That's true. That's true. But I guess you probably did have to like approve the branding and 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 it's beautiful. Okay. Then we learn that apparently this is the third time Chloe's had like cancer or melanoma, which is wild to me. I I feel so horrible for her and she's so strong. Um, and <laughs> Kylie's like, mom told me you got the gnomes. And uh, Chloe's like, yeah, they're cutting my cheek. I don't want some big scar, but looks like I might have one. So uh, it's just, it sucks. And I feel horrible for her. I know. Poor Chloe. She, she just, she can't care. Like, I just want Chloe to catch a break. I want her to get a good guy yeah. that's going to take care of her and be a good emotional support system for her. Mm-hmm. We all thought that that was Tristan. And, and we were wrong. We were so wrong. So then we move on. Chloe goes to Courtney's place and Courtney's like, I know I asked you over here. However, I'm ovulating. So give me and Trav like five minutes. Okay. And then Chloe's like, okay, you called me over here, but fine. So she's just sitting there like the Sky Jackson meme. And finally, Courtney emerges 15 minutes later. And we get this conversation where Courtney's like, I don't know if we as a family know how to be there for each other on a deeper level. And Chloe's like, what? Are you kidding me? I think we do. In a confessional, she says, if there's something pretty traumatic and devastating to someone in the family, I feel like we've all been by that person's side. And at least that's my experience. And she should know, you know? And she mentions how if Courtney doesn't feel that way, she feels badly for her. And then she also adds this, which I thought was, whoo, this was good. She says, but I could easily say like how you didn't check on me about the baby or whatever, but it's just that she's in her love bubble. And I thought that was kind of telling that, I feel like Courtney kind of expects them to really be there for her, and but she might not always really be there for them. I don't think she's ever there for them. <laughs> and that too. Like, I think about it. What's one time Courtney has ever been like a support system or an emotional anchor for any hmm. of them? Like Kim and Chloe will always rally for each other. Kylie and Chloe always show up for each yeah. other. Kendall always has anxiety and needs everyone to show up for her <laughs> unless Kim's dragging her for That's it. That's true. You know, Chris knows how to be the mom. But like when has Courtney ever been there for one of the other girls? Truly. And especially since Travis has come into the picture, it's like she's... Just yeah. so concerned. Even with- more so, she's in her own bubble, in yeah. her own family, and like, fine, but like, then don't be like, the family doesn't know how to be there for me. That's total projection because it's like, she doesn't know how to be there for anybody else. And they've all shown up for her through the Scott stuff. Oh my God, have they ever? It's, and it's just, Courtney, you know, I think Courtney's funny. She can be funny. And I appreciate that, especially like in the earlier Keeping Up seasons. But lately, she has just been really just not there for people. And it, and, and I've been, I was talking to some people and we all agreed. It was like, Courtney kind of sucks now. I'm sorry. She kind of sucks. She's like my least favorite character. And she used to be one of my favorites. She used to be my favorite because if anybody gave of themselves unapologetically fully without it being rehearsed, 
it was Courtney. It was Courtney. She really let us into the the whole Scott and and Courtney drama. You know, she pulled the baby out of her on Ooh. camera. Like yeah, she, she did. did everything. You know, Forgot she had no boundaries yeah. and now has nothing but boundaries. Yeah. And it's just like, and listen, I think boundaries are healthy, but I yeah. also hate when people are like, boundaries are all about me and I don't have to respect other people's boundaries because respecting other people's boundaries violates my own boundaries. And Courtney's like very much that person of like, everybody has to love me, but like, I can't you know, be there for anybody else. That's so right. She just has very high expectations of of her family. I completely agree. She really does. And she forgets Kim bought her a career. (laughs) And don't you forget it next time, Courtney. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then Courtney also, I found this interesting as well. And and we've, you know, pretty much heard this the entire, you know, 20 years they've been, not 20, but like 15 years they've been on TV. But Courtney laments on how tight she and Chloe used to be, how they are, but definitely how they used to be. And she says, I feel like with Chloe, we're just genuinely obsessed with each other. We also, I think, vibed a lot over making fun of Kim, which is like, it's so true to like, there's always been an underlying tension of like Courtney and Chloe versus Kim, because Kim is clearly Chris's favorite. And I just found it interesting that once again, this is being brought up. Yeah. And her even talking about how like she's always had this, her and Kim have always had this like competitive vibe. Exactly. Now we see it rearing its ugly head again. And now I just need them to smack each other around in Chloe's house and get makeup all over the walls again. Hell yeah. Dig those nails into each other, girls. Yeah. Okay. So then finally we get Chris. She's coming over to Kim's. There's an interesting licensed music choice with the lyrics, Revelation, hallelujah, hallelujah, welcome to reality, play the victim, it's your sickness, which I was like, hmm, interesting, what does this mean? And I I felt bad, again, for Kim, because she discusses how she had an anxiety attack earlier, and she talks about how she's like, she felt like I really, like, I wanted to cry so bad, and it sucks, I've been there before, I get, it, it's a horrible feeling, Um, so really sympathize with her, and it's because of, once again, Mr. Kanye West is texting her and being rude to her in the media and, you know, all those leaked texts that they show on screen of um, him just being crazy and bringing up her sex tape again. And and she talks about how she has to stay silent through it all, mainly because of her children. And, you know, she can't control him. And it just it sucks because I just uh, it just I get where she's coming from. I really do, you know? Yeah, and she made a really good point of being like, my sex tape is going to harm the kids way less than him talking about the sex tape and pushing this narrative that this was all strategic and that this was like planned. Yes, exactly. Because it's like, at this point, she's also moved on so far from the sex tape. The sex tape is so much... Listen, if she were doing OnlyFans and that were her only claim to fame, then Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, she's still living off of the sex tape. But she's moved so far past the sex tape that she's, you know, she's built businesses for herself. She's created wealth that her kids will be able to carry on into future generations. Like she Mm -hmm. made something out of that. She made something out of something that was really traumatic to her. And honestly, I I truly applaud her for that. And and just to bring it up again is so hurtful and and so 
misogynistic and just like so sex shaming. And, and it's just like, fuck you, yeah. dude. Fuck you. She's moved on from it. And you should too. like respect her. But he has no respect yeah. for her. Well, and culturally, I think we've moved on from like people have sex on camera. Like this is a thing that's happened. It happened. It's in the there's nothing wrong with it. If anything, right. you know, whether if anything, she monetized off of it and was Good able to her. use it as a stepping stone rather than as this thing that was, you know, shameful and over her head for the rest of her life, which it, there will be an element of that for sure. But it's like he doesn't realize how much this hurts his kids and how much this is exactly. going to affect his kids. Exactly. You're so right. And it's uh, it's just really it's upsetting. And like you said, we have moved on from it. You know, I mean, there was a time when I would have been like, oh, this is so salacious. But, you know, I've grown as a person. You've grown as a person. Society has grown. Thank God. Kim has grown. But the one person who hasn't grown is Kanye because he's still bringing mm. up this shit. And it's just like, dude, get off. No Enough. one fucking cares. OK, you're a loser and everyone hates you now. So bye. I hate you. I just like there. I have no words. He's just sick. He's sick. So we do get this. And Kim, poor Kim is like, she just wants to have one bad day because no one else has their shit together. And so she, but she has to be the one. And it's just like. God. And she just says, I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. And I just am like, you kind of are. And I, I'm, and I really feel for you, you know? Yeah. The unfortunate part is at one point it's going to be North and the kid's yeah. responsibility to have to right. deal with all of this. And she's not going to be able to protect them at that point. Exactly. Which sucks. So that was the episode. I think we both really enjoyed it. Let's move on to some superlatives slash awards with our wonderful producer, Devin. Devin, are you ready? I'm so ready. So, so ready. Great. Love it. Okay. So we have a, a few different categories. First off, we have MVP of the week. My MVP was Kim for the same reason why Chloe was MVP of last season. She is willing to go on camera and just be real, which thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thoughts? Yeah, Kim really is carrying this season. I mean, you can see it just based off the first episode. But I also think it's because Kim is smart enough to know when we need to throw ourselves on the table yeah. for the sake of the show. Yes. And God bless her for it. Every time. Yeah. Zach, who was your MVP? I think my MVP was also Kim. I mean, it's definitely not Kylie. <laughs> um <laughs> It was Kim, but I think, you know, like I said, one thing that I loved was just the vulnerability that they all shared. Chloe yeah. talking about the surrogacy, Kim opening up more about the divorce and not just about how hard the divorce is, but her being like, I want a day where I can just lose my shit and I feel like I can't. Yeah. And Courtney even opening up and being, I mean, obviously the, the five minute sex was cringe, but like her opening up and talking about IVF and how they tried it. And now they've decided that that's just not what's, you know, going to work the plans, for them yeah. and how, you know, they're just going to trust that whatever is meant to happen is going to happen. And how she talks about how when you freeze your eggs, there's no guarantee. Like everybody's in this trend right now where it's like, oh, freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs. And then you'll be, you'll have an opportunity to have kids down the line. And Courtney's like, that's not the case because my eggs never became that was embryos, wild. you know? And I think these are, yeah. And I think these are really good real topics that mm -hmm. are important because I didn't know that. And if I ever want to freeze my eggs one day, now I know. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly my thought. I I had no clue. Same. I had two MVPs. And I'm curious if y'all yes. caught the second one. My first MVP is just whoever is in charge of the sync budget who got the entirety of Cuff It by Beyonce because that is not cheap. <laughs> 
Not cheap. <laughs> so that's a great point. So like to whoever yeah. solidified that, kudos to you. My second was Kylie. Did mm-hmm. you guys see this when they were at the 818 party? I think Kylie was talking to Chris about Chloe's melanoma and she goes, she's had it for the third time and holds up four fingers. Did you guys see this? Oh, she did. She holds up. <laughs> no, four, I didn't catch she that. She holds up. I did not fingers, catch that. And I think that it was is... because she was holding oh, something Kylie. for Stormy. But that was my MVP moment oh, okay. because Kylie. <laughs> I, That's a good one. I love Kylie when she's just having a moment, realizing things, or never forget when she thought a chicken oh. was a pig. Or no, was it a pig? Was it the pig that was the chicken? It was the pig that was she a thought was a chicken. So there you go. That's love. Love, mommy, Kylie. Iconic. Mommy brain Kylie is <laughs> is the best, truly. Okay, should have left on the cutting room floor. Devin, I know you disagree, but everything with that stick sh- shift saga. <laughs> let me let me just ask you I both. Hated it. You actually liked th- that? Okay, here's my thing. Devin loves Kendall Jenner. <laughs> all right. Okay, keep the tequila party, but cut the stick shift. I agree. Shift. Like I didn't need it to be as long as it was, but I can't drive a stick shift car, so I was like, that's hot. She can do something I can't do. Like you never just okay. see so, like see and that's what she was thinking right. too. No, I didn't hate it. I mean, as always, like I just think Kendall and Kylie are not stimulating together and haven't been since Pac Sun. So like we could have done without it. I personally didn't find it as offensive as you and Amelia did. I thought it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I hated it, but I'm i I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I appreciate your love for Kendall Jenner. Someone has to help Kenny. And that someone is you. Yeah, it's me. You're going to take one Always. for the team. Yeah, exactly. Cucumbers. On the back of that, oh I have God. to say that that my cringe was just them using multiple TikTok sounds that have died out. This is when I think That's they keep point. trying to go back to being relevant and trying to get in with the kids and they're using TikTok as that medium. But like you can't do it so many months yeah. after the sounds have left culture. It's embarrassing. Or yeah. like years at this point. Yeah. Well, that, and then James Corden, like they keep the James Corden, the Balenciaga, like positioning themselves against stuff that the culture yes. has said is a no is a big red flag yeah. to me and should have been cut. Disgusting to me, honestly, that James Corden even was allowed to be on camera. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, do you have mine? Any? No, mine was the stick shit. No? Okay, <laughs> great. Perfect. Okay. Look of the week. I said it's Kim's commitment to her platinum blonde mm. hair. I I'm impressed, honestly. And I think she looks good. I don't know. Blonde Kim is my favorite Kim and I will die on that hill. Yes. Yes. Did you guys have any favorite looks? No one, no, no one okay. like was striking to me. Nothing yeah. stood out to me. But I yeah. think they all looked good. Like for coming back to do a yeah. new season. I thought everybody looked mm-hmm. like they were in a better space. I think they know they have to bring it this season. 100%. Okay. And then finally, I, you know, I love this is my favorite category. It's Scott Watch. And we're back, baby. Scott. <laughs> it seems like he's got a lot to say this season. So Scott has signed his contract. He is back. Mm-hmm. We saw him a bit in the trailer. So we know we're going to get more Scott. Do we think we'll get Scott and Courtney in the same room? No. Oh, that's a great question. I If we do, know. it'll be another like Ellen DeGeneres thing, you know, where Ellen was there and then there's like Courtney on one side of the room and Scott on the other side of the room and they like don't have any I just want to see a Travis, Courtney, Scott moment. I don't need a few. Oh my God. I just want to see them interact together. I would die. I would die. Yeah, I would love that. Great. Well, thank you everyone for 
listening. We will be back next week with another recap. Thank you to my co-host, Zach Peter. Thank you to our producer, Devin Ronaldo. And we, yeah, we will see you back next week for another episode of You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie, a Kardashian's Recap Show.